Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Sandy. I'm Nick. Some sports and some nonsense. Pass the pigskin. Who loves fantasy football? Mr. Unlimited. Hello and welcome in once again for week nine of the NFL season. Week nine? Unbelievable, right? We are all the way past halfway. And week nine is going to start off with Philly against Houston. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, good for one. <laughs> yeah, that shows the pendulum of the NFL season right there. That yeah. minus 14 for Philly looks uh, pretty hefty. I would take that bet. We'll talk about it later, though. Today was what? The NFL trade deadline? Yeah. yeah Ended at 4 o'clock. A lot of big deals got made, and a lot of deals got real big blue balled. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of the major deals were definitely defensive you know, primarily Bradley I know, Chubb. Yeah, Bradley yeah. Chubb. Obviously, a couple of days before we saw Roquan Smith, mm. you know, traded to who was it? The Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens are in a hell of a situation with two guys with no agent as their two best players. Right. I know yeah. Pittsburgh went after a Washington corner. Was it GC Jackson or who? Willie. Was William Jackson. William Jackson, former first round pick from the Bengals, but he was he horrible contract with Washington. Oh yeah, he's been a bust. Well, he but was, maybe he can have some some decent. I'm surprised years. that he got traded. Uh, it makes sense though because they wanted to make sure because he was going to get cut. Mm. So on waivers, you, you never know. Something. Yeah. Oh, the big one though, T.J. Hawkinson to the Vikings. Is that the biggest one? It wasn't the biggest, but it was a big one. So let's let's do a run through real quick. So T.J. Hawkinson, Hawkinson Vikings, Chase Claypool Bears, William Jackson Steelers, Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins, Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. Chase Claypool to the Bears. I already said that. That's the oh, second one said I said. Two Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins. Calvin Ridley to the Jags might be the most interesting one. Yes. Naheem that's... Hines to the Bills and a couple other defensive players that aren't really super big. But I, I'm kind of stuck on the Calvin Ridley to the Jags. That's I mean, the weirdest one. That's, right? a, that's the weirdest that's one. That's definitely a chess move if you're them. Like he gets off suspension mm. next year, and what he'll be like twenty-seven years old. He still should be in the prime of his playing career. Yeah, and he's got fresh legs. You know, hasn't played in over a year. So I mean, it's right. it's a good scenario if you're Jacksonville. You didn't give up a ton for him. Um, I think it's a good deal. Yeah, and like that, his his whole thing with him being suspended a year for gambling, like five thousand dollars. That to me is such a non. He it's bet, not a deal. You know, he bet $1,200 on the Falcons to beat the Jaguars. I love that. It's Isn't also that amazing? It's just that. the fact where it's like you could punish Calvin Ridley for a full season, but yet Deshaun yeah. Watson <laughs> only misses 11 games. Well, that's what I'm saying. But Disgusting. It, it's just not a big deal to me with, with that being the suspension. That's what I'm saying. Like I'd much rather take on that than take on a Deshaun Watson or someone mm-hmm. that has legal issues. Even like Camaras might be suspended next year for literally Six beating games, him in almost games. to death. So it's like... I would rather have Calvin Ridley for betting than some of these other guys on other suspensions. So, yeah, not a yeah. bad move by the Jags. His best season, 90 catches, 13, 74, and 9 Wasn't touchdowns. He Wasn't he wide receiver 3? Yeah. 5. 5. He was an absolute Four monster. in a standard league. It's a great investment, I think, for them. I and mean, even in a dynasty, and obviously I don't think it's time to go after him yet. I would wait till the offseason mm. to make a move for him. But, I mean, that's a guy I think you want to target – you know, I like it a little bit better than I liked him in Atlanta. I think with Jacksonville, him and Christian Kirk should be a nice one-two punch. Yeah. He will be 28 next year as well. Mm-hmm. He's a year older than we thought. But again, in his prime. He's about the yeah. same. He's probably older than Amari Cooper, to be honest. <laughs> it's the fact <laughs> it that... It should be in his prime. And like you said, he's got fresh legs. He hasn't played yeah. in forever. So I mean, it's he, basically like take a year off of his life, if I you mean, will. he did have the original injury... You know, from the previous Well, he season. took a mental health break as yeah, well yeah. right before all of it happened. So, right. I mean, he was going through some stuff. And, again, you know, I think with a full season, healthy legs, he should be impactful right from the jump. Before this week, I would have thought Kyle Pitts needed a freaking mental health break. Oh, my gosh. He should. Just preserve his body. Uh, you know, clearly, they're not <laughs> looking at him right now. Finally had a big game. Yeah. Finally, though. <laughs> Talk about that in, in a little bit. I, I think Hawkinson to the Vikings is probably the biggest one, though, on the offensive side. Obviously, Chubb to the Dolphins is probably the biggest overall. I like um, the Hawkinson deal. Yeah. yeah, that'll help him out. I feel like that'll take him to that next level I mean, of gosh, usage. They have weapons now. like yeah. <laughs> Pass-centric, too. They have so. no excuses now if that offense isn't scoring 30 a game. What yeah. does that mean for the for the Detroit Lions, though? Does that help? I don't think it changes much for him. I mean, they got good capital, so I guess at this point they're 
you know, they came out, they started off, I don't want to say strong, but they looked like they were going to be at least an even 8-8. Eight and eight or, I mean, I they took Philly. Now, what was that final score? They played yeah. Philadelphia really well. I mean, I'm it was saying. high scoring. It gave us a lot of hope. You know, the defense has definitely yeah. really been bad. Right. So that's probably going to be one of my mispredictions is the, them missing the playoffs, even though they had their opportunities because Green Bay was down this year, as we predicted. So yeah. it's not like they didn't have opportunities. The defense was horrible, but they are building for the future. And one reason for that, that you know they are, is they're not rushing Swift back. Dan Campbell already said he shouldn't have played as much as he is, that which is weird. scary. That's yeah. really weird. And they, they haven't rushed Jamison William back. They're top you know, 12 wide receiver that they drafted. So it's a they're, smart they're game worried plan. about what next year. They're not even worried about this year. And that's for good reason. The thing is, this is the type of situation you want to look ahead to a next season because you could start to see your pieces come together a little bit, not ready to take that next step. But if you can build a couple more guys in there, get the defense looking a lot more strong, you know, continue. The offensive line is probably the strongest part of their game. Do they keep so. Jared Goff at this point? Or no. do you draft a, a quarterback in the first round? Got to draft one. Really? The thing is, I don't want them to. This would be yeah. the type of year they should go after a defensive top-end defensive player that's That's available. what they did with Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. That's true. And I think you get someone in your actual linebacking core that can actually control the field. Martinez has been good. one of the best uh, surprises, though. The guy who like threw Jason Kelsey onto the ground, like RK Odom or whatever. Hmm. I mean, that guy was like a fifth-round pick. The they, had, they have a CUDA, right? Yes. He was a first-round pick. Exactly. Third overall pick. They're just yeah. mainly young. Shut down Justin yeah. Jefferson earlier in the year. I yeah. do think that's true. They're young. Yeah, and they're young. overall, I mean, Dan Campbell, he's a great coach, but he's not... He's no offensive genius. No. He's not winning them games like Brian Dayball by outsmarting the other team and somehow winning these ones. If you're able to win one-score games, it's because you're a well-coached team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do it consistently. The Lions lost another game by four points. Yeah, they're so. that's the thing. Is yeah. You think they're going to get there. It's like last year with the Vikings where they, they, they lost the most one-score games in the league. And what happened this year? They flipped that. Yeah. And now, winning now they have one loss. So it's like I'm not going to say that that's going to happen for – Detroit next year, but if they even win half of those games, then yes. they're going to be in probably a wild card team. But that's why they'll get rid of golf. That's really? the main thing. Just yeah. to, I think I know the direction of this question, but if you were right now investing in a team with the pieces around there, with the future that you see, who do you think gets to playoffs first, the Raiders or the Lions? Probably the Raiders because uh, they have Carr. He, they've looked so bad this year, though. Yeah, I think I gotta go the Lions. I think very similar type of quarterbacks, not at that super elite level, good enough that's like going to keep them years old. in the game. <laughs> he's not that old. He's not that old. He is <laughs> older than you all think. He is older, but he's not thirty-five years old. He's probably sure. like he's twenty-eight. Like, no, bro, he's thirty-one. Okay, so they, you're in between. Oh, the wow. one thing that helps the Raiders' case, I think, their defense is very slightly better, at least at this point. But as far as offensive weapons, it's hard to argue that yeah. Detroit ha- doesn't have as much. You right. know, I think saying, they have just and they have as a much. better offensive line. Which yeah. of these teams makes the playoffs? It was three makes years it first. plus for both. I mean, right? It's probably not think, next year. I don't even think it's yeah. three years. If anything, next year could be the year. But I would probably realistically say they wouldn't be contending. Are you going you know, with seriously. the Raiders? I would say the Lions at this point. The I Lions. like. I like the thing is in this generation with the NFL you got to start with your offense first, and it always starts with the line. If you can get your line built up and you can put the pieces together, you get that first, then you worry about your defense, and the rest comes its way. I'm just looking at trajectory. For mm. If you're saying for who's making it first, the Lions are trending upwards on their team, and this the has been such a disappointing either. year for the Raiders, and they play in a tougher conference in a tougher division. So They traded one of the top five guys on their team to a division rival. That, that is wild. It concerns me. That is and wild. they're one and six. I think they're That's wild. they think that they're three years away. They might I be. I don't three think years. that they I don't think either team are ready to compete. The Raiders thought the Raiders that they, thought, were, that they <laughs> thought they were ready. That's, that's the, the problem. problem. Yeah. That is, and that's the thing. They had more investment. So long run, are they in a better spot? Detroit understanding yes. where they're at, knowing their future, knowing how much youth they have, I think long term are definitely in a better spot. Break down like the mm. two best players on both teams, Josh Jacobs or Swift. Probably or you Jacobs. can even go. I mean, obviously, you're going Devonte over. You Amon know, Ra. Even, but yeah. Amon Ra is close at for the no. age. Oh, for the age. Yeah. For the age. Yeah, just solely the age. the age. If you're talking Absolutely. about by the time that Amon Ra is that Adam's age, who knows? That's true. That's true. Amon Ra's young, and so is Swift. I Tight mean, ends. Darren Waller's been irrelevant. Oh, he hasn't yeah, done a thing. Yeah, he. Yeah, we'll probably talk about him at some point. Mac Collins continues to shine. 
Oh, Lordy. Well, we might have to get that jersey sooner or later. That's what I'm thinking, man. A little Christmas gift. Oh, my gift. gosh. That's insane. Matt Collins. Well, that's about all of the uh, – I mean, there was, some, there was some big ones. It was some fun ones. One of the most irrelevant ones I wanted to talk about, Naheem Hines to the Bills. So what in just, the world? You, you, I don't understand their philosophy there. You, ha- you just that's added so another random. running back that's essentially the same thing as what you just had as yep. your number one. And your number two, like I mean, Cook should be a pass catching back. You, that's what they you thought three. coming out of college. But all three of them, yeah. But yeah. Hines can do that. That's what his specialty. It's just it was such a weird trade, and to give up a pick, the Colts yeah. won that trade and by Moss. a mile. I don't know why they yeah, gave away Moss. Moss that's too. what I'm saying. I don't think Moss is worth anything. The only person I really think is benefited by this is probably Deion Jackson. Makes yeah. him a really solid dynasty that. handcuff. Yeah. Really think solid. about that. that was honestly the first thing I thought about when I saw that trade break. I'm thinking, well, I mean, if you're a Deion Jackson owner, knowing how the way that John Taylor has been banged up, yeah. you're loving that. And especially if you have him in dynasty, like you said, you, the, know, you never know. The sickening irony of redraft this year in the 101 and the 102 mm-hmm. with the injury-prone stuff and then the vice versa has happened. Yeah. It's really unfortunate for John Taylor. It's it wasn't. Disgusting. It wasn't unanimous. It oh, really no. wasn't. It was 50-50. And, and that's why I, I hate being in in those top couple picks. At, after this year, I never want to be in that position again. So if if I get the one on one, I will be doing anything I can to trade it away because I like being the one to be in those middle rounds and waiting for the pieces to fall for me. Is why do you ju- think Goen's team is so good? Because of course, everything fell into yeah. his he lap. He never had the Literally, reach. he f- yeah. every pick fell into his lap. While we were sitting there looking at each other, like, like why is this happening? This is like getting Kamara worse and worse. Yeah. Like, like pa- Patty Mahomes. I falls. can only. We all at least had one though. You had Saquon fall to you. I had AJ Brown's fall to me. You know. So I mean, we yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, everybody gets one, one guy, but. but I will say his round you're talking about to have Kamara follow him, to have Fournette follow him, Patty to have Mahomes Cooper follow him. The whole first like, four <laughs> rounds, it was all it was following perfect. to him, and it was yeah beautiful. Well, back to John Taylor. Is he a guy you want to buy right now? What are you, what are you doing with him, Jay? I mean, you would you would think you would you know it'll turn around and you want to buy him. I don't know with Ellinger. It's going to be weird. I mean, they are they giving up already? So that means maybe they don't want to run him as much. Are they, I mean, I think they've given up. If they're starting Sam Ellinger, that means they've thrown in the towel. They fired their offensive coordinator this yeah. morning, too. I'm just like, it seems like they've given up to me, so maybe he doesn't hold as much value now. I would say you're safe to trade him in a redraft. Dynasty, I'm still on the fence, but because, yeah. I mean, it's gonna, it's still going to be a lot of value. He's still young. Get. I'd say this would be a good time to sell him, but, you know, don't take anything don't take anything light. You know, I you're going to ask for a lot. Yeah, it's tough to sell him right now because he's still so young. He's coming off one of the best rushing seasons ever, and it's like you would have to give up multiple first for me to, to be able to even think about getting him. What about a one-for-one one with Brees Hall? What side would you rather uh, be on? The guy who definitely misses the rest of the year or the one you don't know if he's going to bounce back. But next year, well, you're still going to have question marks. About I don't know both. if I could do that. I That's so I tough. Know. That's a good one. That is a, actually a really good one because good the one. difference is you're still going to have usage out of the one this year. The right. difference is that's also another year that he's played versus a guy like Brees who, while he is coming off a big injury, that does limit him as well. So I think, Maybe if you're a guy, yeah. maybe if you're a team that's building for the future. And mm-hmm. you're in a spot where it's like, well, maybe you've had a disappointing season because of John Taylor this year. And you're like, you know, I'm kind of over it. Let me get a young guy, Brees Hall, come up and then tank yes. the rest of this year because you don't have John Taylor. And, and then you get the 1-1. One, one and, yeah. and then you throw, uh, who, what's his name on the IR and pick up Deion Jackson. Yeah. And then Deion Jackson, whenever John Taylor goes down, <laughs> you maybe have a flex right there. Who has Dion in our leagues? At, uh, in Dynasty, I don't know. It's probably know. one of Brady I swear, or Noah. If it's Todd, I'll be upset. No Bo. way. <laughs> Todd does have every backup running back in the league, though. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, uh, Brady has him, of course. That's the most hmm. Brady player I've ever heard of my, in my life. It's interesting to hear. Dion Jackson's only 23, man. Yeah, I know, yeah. And he looked he looked He looked great. He had a lot of burst. I, mean, I think he is on that same you know, territory as like a Deontay Foreman where – Maybe when he has the full opportunity, we know what their potential has, and it's taken Foreman to go to the Carolina Panthers after McCaffrey, of course, is gone for him to shine. So, you know, obviously it's a lot more to happen for, for, you know, Jackson to shine. You know, that would require Jonathan Taylor to go down. Yeah, significant. But I like his dynasty perspective because we saw what Naheem Hines has been doing last, you know, couple years. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any reason why they can't use Deion, you know, Deion Jackson a similar way at least. 
They should. And he got 10 targets a few weeks ago, so that mm-hmm. they know he can fill that role. Yeah. Yep. You know, I just thought about a trade we didn't even mention last episode. It was that Kadarius Tony one. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? It's just so weird yeah. to me. I don't even want to – I don't want to put any – of my takes on it because I, you just never know with this wide receiving core and who and if Patty Mahomes is going to have chemistry with him or not. So. I think the main thing is because I, I do feel like the Chiefs have came to a point where they know they're three guys. Since obviously Kelsey, I think it is Juju and Hardman. I think MVS is mm. the only one oh, yeah. in there that hasn't, ex- hasn't been doing it. So why not go after a young guy and Tony for not a whole lot, so you can get a young guy who has a lot of playmaking ability. Throw him in that mix, let him see what he can do. He should. He technically, I think, is the most gifted receiver in that mm-hmm. wide receiver room, even yes. more than Juju. I think he has more explosiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, he's younger, uh, but it hasn't translated quite yet. Does he outscore Hardman or Valdez Scantling this week? MVS maybe. Hardman. Uh, it's a. This is the type of week oh, Hardman right. won't do as much because we saw what he just did. Because <laughs> he had three touchdowns. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to be quite as involved. Patty said, all right, that's enough for you for four weeks. Yeah. So I understand. <laughs> all right. Tony or Sky Moore in Dynasty? Oh, Tony. Yeah. For oh, sure. wow. Yeah. Okay. Not even a question. At this yeah. point, Sky Moore is irrelevant to me. Oh, it doesn't even exist. Okay. I'll it go doesn't Tony to me too. either. After seeing him muff two mm-hmm. punts in one game. As a young mm-hmm. player. Yeah. That's your whole premise is to just not make mistakes. You know, you don't have to be amazing. That's the kind of thing like what we talked about with like James Cook. I think that slowed his progression downs because that first snap of your career to be a fumble, not saying that, oh, you're going to be a bust or anything, (laughs) but it's like that does set you back a few weeks. That sets you back. They're not going to trust you as much out the gate. Yep. I think similar has kind of happened in that situation. Coming up the bye week, I would I would be excited about Tony. I think we're going to see yeah. something good this week. Okay. I really do. Patty wants to fire this man That's up. That's the thing. Yeah. If it was anybody else, I wouldn't say that. But Mahomes being who he is, he probably wants to get him involved immediately just to get him some, some instant chemistry and get and him there, some points. So. There's six teams on bye. We're missing yeah. three games. So in that, in that case, I think if you're really down bad, if you need somebody to play, just out of pure narrative basis, I, uh, Tony's really interesting, if yep. he, especially if he was on the waiver wire, because I drafted him in the last round in Amish, right. and I dropped him after probably like three yeah. or four weeks. Now I kind of feel bad about it, but I mean, it's week nine, and he's just now getting his opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't predict. You can never predict, predict trades, so I don't think you were wrong for dropping him because he looked, he looked lost and like he wasn't even getting any. He looked like Elijah Moore. In that offense, because they just hated him. Oh, exactly. Even worse. He wasn't even getting in. He was a healthy scratch, and they're faking injuries and whatever's going on up there. Well, you guys want to get into the studs? You want to talk about the guys who won us a week this week? Absolutely. This is a big week. Who wants to go first? I'm going to throw it out there, because probably the biggest performance outside of Alvin Kamara, and it was A.J. Brown. Three touchdowns, 100, what was it, 156 yards? Yep. It was all in the first half, and I know that. only on six, six catches. catches. That's the thing. They were all it big It was plays. insane, because I was literally, you know, we both had them in, in each of our leagues. And I would look down, and every possession, those first three possessions, I would just see I would see a 30-yard touchdown. And I had, like, three of them on my side. I was like, is this a glitch? Like, why are they all three 30-yard <laughs> touchdowns back-to-back-to-back? He was just mossing people. Yeah, he was deadly. And I mean, as a Steelers fan, it was embarrassing. But you know what? <laughs> as an AJ Brown fantasy owner, I loved it. Made up you know, for it. It was bit. it was bittersweet. But yeah. and I, the thing was, every matchup I had in fantasy, AJ Brown was involved this week. Oh wow! Yeah. Whether I had him or I was against him, that's great week to have him. It's a very spooky weekend, right? Mm. Very spooky weekend. Well, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of spooky, uh, Jake, what's your first one? Oh, it's one that we have just we been crapping on this whole year he deserves a stud this week it's kyle pitts it's about he finally had his game. time he made a big play late in that game that won almost won them that game right. in regulation as well it was probably like a 30 yard he was wide open mm-hmm. it took him having to be wide open <laughs> right but he finally got the ball broke a few tackles got them in scoring position young way who the game this yeah. is what he should be doing though this is what's ridiculous is this finally happens we're looking at like where has this been because yeah. This is exactly who he should be every week. This was only on – that's the crazy part, and I think the unfortunate part is unless he's seeing like 15 targets, he saw nine targets and he only catches five because of how inaccurate Mariota is. And that's the sad thing. You know, he still had 19 points. He caught the touchdown. 80 yards is really nice. But even if he sees 10 targets, he might only catch five or six each week. Just because of the inaccuracy. Yeah. Yep. Take the touchdown out. Do you think he matches the line next week, five for 80, against – 
the Chargers. He should be oh. five for eighty or five for a hundred every single week. That's yeah. the thing. Like even if you only hit him at half the time, he's ripping these huge plays and he's open twenty yards down the field every play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the thing. They just need to figure out a way to just incorporate him, get him in London every going other good. play. Oh, he should be. He should absolutely be the focal point. And you had that. We talked about London on Sunday. We had mm. 10 fantasy points. Where did he finish yeah, at? That's brutal. What was it? What did he, fin- he finished at seven, right? Yeah, you said Who easy did? 10. Drake, Drake London. London. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's for sure getting 10. 100%. I, just, I, felt the, I felt the trend in that. I looked at his stats, and you know what? I was wrong. It, what goes around, it's okay. I've been wrong yeah. about Drake London all year, <laughs> this will, so this will we'll just be, throw that out there. This is going to be a huge Drake London week. I'm going to stop uh, talking about him yeah. from here on out <laughs> until next year. Well, you know who we've been wrong about, but maybe it's time to get on the right track, and that's DJ Moore. Yeah. In the same game. I know. Catches the Hail Mary, loses them the game. <laughs> not really. That was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, horrible call. What are you supposed to do? Not celebrate one of the best catches probably of your career, if <laughs> yeah. not, you know... I Ever. don't blame it's him. Steph, disgusting. Steph Diggs did the same freaking thing for the Minneapolis Miracle. Right. No flag on that. Exactly. I love the – you all seen the – you know that one celebration? I think it's by – I want to say it's by a Cleveland player, but, like, he scores the touchdown and he, like, puts the ball down and then he, like, robot walks yes. off. I saw a tweet that it was, like, the NFL refs expected <laughs> DJ Moore to do after he catches a game-winning touchdown. Uh, for a 60-plus yard catch. Yeah. Like, yeah, let me just drop the ball and just yep. walk to I'm my side. I'm going to walk line. over. No. No expression. No. You're hype. You're going to make those things. That's just NFL refs trying to control the game. Yeah. Looking at the season now for DJ Moore, there's five weeks where he is very helpful in your lineup. Mm-hmm. Either getting 13, 12, 10, 19, and then this last week, 27. And yeah. I think we figured out the problem. Baker. Yeah, Baker, the coaching. Yeah, without McCaffrey now, you know you're gonna yeah. have to do more yeah. with no him. Robbie Anderson. You're literally yeah. gonna have to DJ. You know, do more with DJ Moore. He got completely satined in those first three games, yeah. bro. Six, 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 six on the targets. Ugh. Keep Walker, keep Walker in there, and keep feeding him because, like you said, they have no one else to feed to. I love. I honestly kind of like the next couple matchups because Cincinnati. I mean, they just lost a Wuzier for the year, so. He should have a decent game there. Another Atlanta, game Atlanta, which he just played in Torch, so why not another good game there? So maybe yep. you start him these next couple of weeks. Honestly, this is the first time in his career he's been top eight in back-to-back games. Wow. wow. It's awesome yeah. to see because we all do like yeah. DJ Moore. That's we like thing. him. I mean, he's 25. He's young. I think most people gave up on him. I mean, it's I the worst don't franchise. Him, but I like him. It's one of the worst franchises to play for. Carolina, yeah. you're never going to be – you're never going to have the same support that, you know, obviously like Kansas City, any no. of the AFC North teams, any of the, you know, New England. You're never going to have that there. So that's just something that comes with the territory with playing in Carolina. If this keeps up, I would I would be trading for DJ Moore in redraft, especially mm. because 15, 16, and 17 in the playoffs, it's Pittsburgh, Detroit, mm. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's entire secondary is banged up right now. Right. Who knows where they're at by the end of the year, especially if they have a losing record. If Pittsburgh's they're just terrible, if they're falling apart. Right. Pittsburgh just let AJ Brown look like an absolute god. So, exactly. I mean, <laughs> they did DJ. help their secondary by you know going after yeah. you know Jackson there, but you know outside of him, there's just so so many holes there. Right? Yeah, if Moore's getting ten targets a game. He's very playable. Yeah. All right, Sandy, who's your next guy? It's another Carolina Panther, Deontay Foreman. Oh, and man, we're back to back to back in this gotta game. We got to give them love. The Carolina has not had literally any love all yeah. season. Didn't, so Didn't Jake say that this game had to, had to be on the slate last week? We it had was an to talk awesome about game. It, and it ended up being the best. It. And now they're, they're uh, Atlanta's number one in the division. So, I mean, first of all, <laughs> Foreman, another 118-yard rushing. Yes, back-to-back yeah. games with 118 That's yards. Insane. The only difference is he had three freaking touchdowns this week. Yeah. So, yeah, fire him up automatically. I don't see that happening maybe three touchdowns again, but there's no reason to not see this man rush for over 100 yards in a good number of these games and at least getting a touchdown or two because they got to. Yeah. That's, that is the offense. Is If you're not throwing it to DJ Moore, you got to run it with Foreman. There's no more games on the schedule where you look at it and you're like, nah, I don't want to play him. Yeah, honestly. I mean, and he looked like a little baby Henry out there. I mean, I know that that word gets tossed yep. around a lot, but I mean, That's, he's 235 pounds. That was his nickname he, when he's he played monster. in Tennessee. He's literally a monster. They so. run the same style. It's just he's not quite as big. But the same style of play is what Deontay Foreman runs with. Okay, real quick. Him, 
or Ken Walker for the rest of the year. Rest That's of this gross. season. That's real gross. I don't like that and redraft question. only. Because these are both guys you picked up off the waivers in back in, in three weeks times. Well, and not you necessarily. Probably spent pretty good. The difference of money being, on. Ken Walker was drafted to a lot of teams. I'll do Ken Walker was not. because Hubbard right. will still be here. At some yeah. point. I do like Foreman a little bit more just because I, I like the situation. Carolina's just like whatever goes this year. Momentum now, baby. Yeah. And so a guy like Foreman, I see no reason for him not to have a season. Who We had another player similar to him a year ago or just like he was on a team that was just – they had no hope. Cordero. So, yeah, I mean, Cordero is good. That's a good example. Cordero. Last year was great at the end of the season, too. Yeah. He yeah. won some people some championships. Right. But, I mean, the Cordero, that's what I was thinking about. You yeah, know, Atlanta Cordero really did didn't care. They just kept giving him the ball. I <laughs> mean, that's a 30 year old running back the yeah. ball. And the likelihood of Carolina using Deontay Foreman and being more effective with him on a week to week basis versus using DJ Moore like that. DJ Moore will still be effective, but Deontay Foreman, I think you'll see a little bit more consistent out of that. So right. we like we like him regardless of Chubba, Chubba Hubbard at this point. I think point, he's really? proven he's the guy uh, over Chubba. I mean, I- Shubba did get a lot of work that first week and looked good too. So, yeah. and he was injured this last week. So I pumped the brakes a little bit on Foreman, but I don't know. I still like him. I'm That's why in. I go Walker though. Right. That's I mean, Walker has nobody behind him. Exactly. He's literally DJ going Dallas. to carry every single yeah. every single run that they have is going. Who had to him. the second most carries in Seattle this week? I don't know. Homer or DJ Ooh. Dallas? Probably oh, Gino. No, it was Homer for two for ten. Two, oh, two, yeah, two for two. Oh, yeah, Gino did go five for twenty six. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. Well, what about you, Jay? What's your second guy? Yeah, here? a guy that we have not talked about at all this whole year. Finally learned how to score some touchdowns, right? Jacoby yep. Myers. One thing I want to point out with him that I didn't realize, he's the only wide receiver, maybe outside of, I don't know, has Tyreek done it every week that has scored double digit fantasy nope. points every week? Tyreek had a bad game against Buffalo. Has Cup done has it? Stephon Diggs, I has think. Diggs has Diggs done it? I so think there, there, I mean, Cup might have, might Cup has done. Cup, it. There's like done three it, yeah. or four guys that have done that, and you know they haven't been huge games, but still 10, 18, 24, 10, 11, 21. That's with rotating quarterbacks, but that's I think with no chemistry. The biggest difference is the fact Jacoby Myers is the guy you can go after in just about any league, yeah, and you're not giving up a whole that's lot. That's what for. I'm saying. He's 25 years old. Like I would go after him in dynasty right now. Yes. The rest of the season, you think he's going to be better than wide receiver 20? He's wide receiver 26 right now, missing two That's games. missing two games. That is insane. Yeah. I think but why he, wouldn't he? He's the only one getting targets there. Right. I think he could break into like the 21, the 23 range. I think that's where he'll probably end up at. I think he finishes top 15. Really? That's insane. Yeah, because that's the pace he's on right now if he were to play the rest of the games. Right. And if, you know, take for granted that, or hopefully not, but if somebody else were to miss a couple of games ahead of him as well, I mean, Debo just missed a game. Debo was right. ahead of him. Right. I mean, slowly but surely, Jacoby Myers is looking. This was the kind of guy that instead of taking Deontay Johnson, people should have been drafting Jacoby Myers. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Deontay's been fine. You know, nothing's been wrong with him. It's just for his standards, for the premium that you were drafting him at, which wasn't that high to begin with. Fifth round versus like 11th round. Yeah. yeah. No question. I was going to go difference. see where, where – let me go see where he was – Drafted at and redraft real quick. He may not have even been drafted in Amish. I think he was. I think he was. I think but he was, yeah. That's the thing, is that no one wants to talk about Jacoby Myers because he went like 200 career catches before he, was he got free a touchdown. Asian. He exactly. was a free agent and yeah. redraft. Yeah, I thought so. So instead, wow. of, t- instead of me taking you know any of those Landry bad picks in my there. last couple rounds i could have taken jacoby myers. what about it michael, makes me stick to my michael thomas jacoby myers versus of the year oh, jacoby gosh. myers i mean if michael thomas ever plays again but yeah probably <laughs> jacoby myers that's true i'm not i don't even care at this yeah, point you don't even know it's what, just like you can't expect don't michael even thomas say to again. play elijah multiple games, moore but, i would rather have myers oh my gosh oh that's not even a question exactly. dude just threw up a goose egg <laughs> No, Once oh, out of there, he I hates know, it dude. there. He's not getting anything this year. Every every interview is pitiful. Yeah, it's disgusting. His, his nickname is sick. Eight Ball. Eight Ball's ranked number eighty three on the Ugh. year right now. It's disgusting. It hurts to Man. see. Uh, uh, who yeah. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. Well, we talked about it before the week, and this, this was, was actually the beef of the week. Tony Pollard, one of the two. Yes. Which a little update on the scoring, Nick. Nick brought it back big time. Thank here. God. Two, two big ones. Two points this week. Sandy's still left behind at one. Oh, Me and man. Jake are tied at three for the year. You just got lucky we had two beefs. Yeah, thank God. Well, I needed the bonus. He made two right ones. I, the Travis, NTN, the T, and Paul, that was a great one. That's probably one of the most yes. fun ones because any three of those guys could have went off. That late T. Higgins touchdown had me kind of worried, too. Yeah, I was if like, he caught one more yeah. like 80-yard eight, bomb or something. Uh, garbage, <laughs> garbage time is going to ruin it for me. 
But Pollard, for real, 14 carries, yeah. 131, three touchdowns, only one reception for 16 yards. So it's almost like the receiving floor has been completely taken out from under him besides one or two, really one game yeah, this one year. Game. Right. He's been great on the ground. This is I what mean, we've all been waiting for is for Tony Pollard to come out and do this. And we think that he's going to be the <laughs> running back of the future. And then Jerry Jones has to open his is big so mouth. prideful. Yeah. He's so prideful that he cannot admit when he makes a bad contract, says we're going to go with both of them the rest of the year. We're going to go as so, Zeke goes. Having said that, I think Pollard is clearly the more explosive back. He has way more juice. For sure. I think they both are decent at pass catching. And as, as it looks... Zeke is going to take the goal line touches, like at the one yard line. Which mm-hmm. one do you want the rest of the year in just a redraft league? Probably Pollard. Probably Pollard. Upside. Probably Pollard. Yeah. I mean, probably yeah. Pollard, and he's and he's been more healthy. So I mean, if Zeke if Zeke were to miss an extended point of time period of time, then this is what you have Tony Pollard for. Yeah, and you feel really comfortable with him. It's what you have him for. It's what you have AJ Dillon for. It's what you have Madison, Madison for. It's like you know, but only one of those has gotten this time to shine. In redraft, and I would look to trade Tony Pollard right now. Mm. And I have as as a very high selling. Would this sounds disgusting? Would you trade Tony Pollard if a team was so desperate with John Taylor in a redraft league? I would absolutely make that deal. Pollard for yeah. You're telling me if you, but you as the John Taylor owner? No, no. Uh, If if I'm Tony Pollard's owner, yeah, absolutely. If you're Tony Pollard's owner, desperate enough. (laughs) If I could get desperate enough with a John Taylor, would you do a Tony Pollard? And maybe oh, go for Tony Pollard? No, I'm not trying to wait. John Taylor. At the end of the day, if we were talking about like Alvin Kamara, Dalvin, any of those guys who were drafted around second, third, I would do Tony Pollard and Khalil Herbert. Ooh. I would do two starting Taylor. running backs or two number two great running backs, wink, wink, because we all know the yeah. truth. Everybody knows the truth. It's really gross and sickening. Yeah. But John Taylor, I mean, one for one. No, no way. Yeah, no, I agree with that. No one for one, unless I'm obviously the guy trading away Pollard. Right. But. <laughs> That's why I jumped right on it. I was like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll take the I'm guy. I'm not talking about me personally. The, the owner, I thought that was a funny yes. Yeah, the owner just cannot stand uh, anybody except for Zeke, apparently. And that's really, it's upsetting. Because I, no, I agree. It is it is a thing of he just doesn't want to admit that he was wrong. Oh, that's, that's how he always Jerry has been. That's Jerry Jones. He's just a prideful old bitch. He, and he loves his little, he loves the, the run game, even though that's starting to become a thing of the past. And, he, you know, he just loves a, a hardworking guy like Zeke that grinds out the game, that does everything right. He is a great run blocker, which helps, or a pass blocker. So, mm-hmm. you know, that does help. That does affect his playing time, but I think we all know Pollard is the future there. Yeah. The yeah. only bad thing is in dynasty leagues, you've waited so long for him to become the future. He's, he's 25, 25 years old. He's going to be 26 heading into the, his starting agent. season. Yeah, he's a free agent right now, or after this season, I guess. Technically, how how right pissed now would how you be if he's a free agent and they tag and he, him? And he no, and he goes somewhere else that has an R, like a solidified RB1. Like, how pissed are you if uh, you're a dynasty owner? I don't think he does, though. That's the thing. I feel like Tony Pollard, the best move for him, arguably, could be to go to, like, an Arizona. Well, could I, be I don't to go... think Zeke's going to be there much long. Well, how well, how long of a deal did he Zeke sign? Zeke signed, like, a four-year, $90 million deal. Yep. Yeah, so, he might have to go. Arizona would be cool. He can immediately mil, start right 60 there. mil guaranteed on that. Arizona, That's the big problem. <laughs> I could see him <laughs> flourishing with the Rams. Mm, that no. would be a good one. I don't think the Rams will do it. I think I'm not the saying Rams they are will. In a weird spot. I think if in, it's like a one of those situations he might end up going to like Washington or uh, the Bears, somewhere where he already has kind of another running back who's going to be a free agent, mm. like Antonio Gibson or David Montgomery. Yeah. These guys who are also going to be leaving, and Pollard is just going to forever be an RB two. That's what I'm scared of. Yeah, yep. it's a little upsetting, but hopefully, whatever. We're going to talk yep. about duds now. We were already talking about him a minute ago, but I'll John go ahead Taylor. and start with John Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the kind of guy. 23 years old, 16 for 76 is not a bad line. Four seven a carry. Yeah, he just had a fumble and no receptions. So if yeah. Sam Ellinger is not going to throw the ball to him. I mean, yeah. it's really concerning. That's it's horrifying. I mean, take away the fumble because he really never fumbles. He still only scores yeah. seven points, and like you said, seventy-six yards, almost five yards a carry. That's great. But if you're not, if you're not getting the receiving work, he got outscored by Samaji P. Ryan this week. I think that yeah. tells you all you need to know. I mean, and he played a good amount of snaps. He left a little bit banged up, but you know, retwist his ankle. So who knows with him going on for the future? If you if you're in the one hundred and one in redraft leagues. 
you probably are in a in a horrific spot. I I think most one or I mean I don't want to say one on one because not everyone took him there, but if let's say if you, you did. took if you took John Taylor, if you in an you're ideal, probably in a horrible spot right now. Before the draft in an ideal world, we talked about John Taylor and Javante Williams, right? And that was and literally one, what you the did. The one too, and that's what I did. You were the and top projected player before the season, yeah, and it's just the unfortunate. Insane. It's the worst part of fantasy. Yeah, and you know we thought going into it that. Goins' team looked great. We thought all of ours looked decent. You know, we were projecting my team it was should have been a I don't want to say a lock for the playoffs, but should have been at least a middle of the road team. Yeah. And then just John Taylor, like I said, if you drafted him, you're hurt. If you drafted him and Javante, your season was probably over a long time ago. Yeah. That's the unfortunate thing. And that's injuries. That's all it is. Mm. It's just injuries. And Jonathan Taylor, that's the main thing that I could say about him. And it goes for Matt Ryan as well, right? Because yeah. Matt Ryan has held him back. Last year, Carson Wentz, if anything, he was good at handing the ball right. off. And at the end of the game, they would keep it close enough to where they also had to dunk the ball off to You're Jonathan right. Taylor. So he would get you know, a game of 50 fantasy points for him. He had four touchdowns, five touchdowns in that game. I mean, he's, there's nowhere, no upside for that this year. Right. So 100%. you could at least alleviate a little bit of John Taylor's situation with injuries. This guy, yeah. no injuries whatsoever. He just threw up one catch. <laughs> That's Devontae Adams. Shout out Super Eddie, the weird. big trade for him today in Dynasty. But Solid. let me tell you, Devontae Adams, very rough week. He's my dud of the week. It's hard It's hard to look at that stat line. So weird. Five targets, Confusing. one catch, three yards. That's just, just looked, as abysmal as you could ask for. They just I think looked at the half, too. he just had the negative rush attempt, right? Think about this yeah. way. The Vegas Raiders couldn't even get into the Saints' territory until the fourth quarter. Neither did the Bengals last night. That's just I don't it's understand. Like what happened? Like these are both offenses that have the weapons to be able to do this and couldn't even get like I said, barely getting the the only opponent. Who, do, who did we blame it on in Vegas? Did we blame it on McDaniel's? Because I mean, look at Josh Jacobs went ten for forty three. Yeah. I mean, the I don't know. Looks horrible. I don't know if you can blame it on anyone or just praise the New Orleans defense because I mean, overall uh, they ran an A plus game. But you they, shut them out. They were not that good. I mean, the Bengals put up thirty on them. Cardinals the Vikings put up, put up 40. thirty. The Cardinals put up forty. That is not a good. defense. What do we there. say every week about the Saints though? They may not be a great team, but they are a sneaky team. And every now and again they, they come out and have these performances that make them look like who are these guys i'm they always are, the saints fan i mean heart, yeah andy dalton's having the best year of his career which is insane yeah. to say because we thought Jameis was going to take a step this year and he, he's a healthy scratch it's now because of mr chris alave in the right. secondary five for 52 and they didn't even need to use him right. camara was you know yeah. 42 the, points this is the type of game that you wanted camara to have and this yes. is what he should be doing. Maybe maybe not three touchdowns every week, but right. one or two touchdowns. He should be touching the ball as much as he does. Well, and Devontae Adams should be as well. Yeah, and he that's just the point. And he, and he has been. You can't say five he targets, hasn't been good this year. But Five targets was a season low. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of trading for Devontae Adams right now. The mm. trade that Eddie low. made in Dynasty yeah, was, buy low. It was quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. But, you know, if you could get him for maybe a little bit less than what Sal did, then that's a perfect deal. Otherwise, it could just be a fine deal. We love Hopefully. you, Sal. Maybe. We'll see. If he wins the championship with Devontae Adams, we're all going to look like idiots. Right, exactly. <laughs> What's the next guy? Oh, Jake. You're staying in the same game? Oh, yeah. Cause, and this guy personally hurt me. It's been a quarterback carousel for me all year, but Derek Carr... I don't know. I don't know what much to say about this offense anymore. It's it's a hundred so passing yards, one hundred and one. Yeah. Just look like Will Levis out there. <laughs> that was bad. just disgusting. Zero touchdowns, an interception, negative one rushing yard. Of course, he's not a rushing quarterback, but just inefficient. Looked horrible. I I don't know. This is why when we went talking about it earlier, I don't see the direction this team is going. We yeah, thought that rough. they were going to be a guaranteed playoff spot, maybe contending in that division, although it was going to be tough. But them and the Broncos have been the two most disappointing teams this year. Broncos I mean, for, are almost turning off their their team. You know, Bradley they Chubb to trade him away. That's crazy. One of your best defensive players is like they're giving up. I don't think it's long before the Raiders start giving up and start trading pieces. Well, I mean, they can't really now, but – why did they not throw in the towel? They they look worse than the Broncos do. They don't have anybody anybody wants to trade for right now. 
At least Bradley Chubb still looked good this right. year. The Broncos' defense has looked good. It's just Russell Wilson's been the problem. Right. For the yeah. Raiders, it's been full frontal. Everybody on the team is just getting – Does that go back to coaching a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't think any of us were excited about that hire, although – No. I mean – McDaniels has failed not once but twice. Right. He failed one time literally at the job with Denver, and then the other time he was going to go to the Colts, he backed out last minute. Right. After that, I never would have hired him as a head coach. <laughs> I thought that was a real sneaky move. And that's why he's failing right now if, for the if Raiders. You had, if you had to have a, yeah. a coach for the next 10 years, you could not pick anyone else, him or Nathaniel. Oh, man, that sucks. That's I guess awful. we're not going to have a coach. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the player, gonna, coach, yeah, owner. I'll be Jackie Moon up in there. I'll, I'm <laughs> doing everything in Does there. Does that give me a higher pick for quarterback? Because, I, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, you might the, need someone to coach on the field. You're stuck with one of those two dudes. Like, I don't know who you take. I might there. take Brady and let him play until he's right. 70. Yeah, just take Brady and let him be the coach. Yeah, let him just hand the ball off. We'll draft a great line. Disgusting. <laughs> kind of goes into my next guy, though. Mm. You know, you just brought up the Broncos mm. and Gross. Cortland Sutton. And this was a guy, to be fair, a lot of people did advise don't start. You I know? told you this right. week, brother. It was yeah. tough. But at the same time, to the contrary of that, Cortland Sutton, when, when he's still your wide receiver one, you kind of have to roll out with him, you know, with Russell Wilson back. You, it was just so much that if you don't play him and he has a good game, then you're an idiot. And if you start him in this case, you're just disappointed. I wouldn't say anybody's an idiot for starting him anyway, but uh, it just wasn't good. You probably had to start him, but now in deeper le- in deeper leagues, if he's a wide receiver two or three or in dynasty where you have more pieces, he's starting to look scary. I mean, the great start the last three games – Three, five, and two. I don't want to. I don't want anyone to look at this without knowing. Like, I, there should be a parental warning here. But look at his 2021 game log after week six, and look at his game log after week five this year, and tell me it doesn't look eerily mm, similar. Oh my goodness! The only difference it's is disgusting. the oh second goodness. half of the season when Drew Locke was the guy. I think that's a uh, big situation. I don't think that happens again. And the reason I say this, it'll be, Russell it'll Wilson be Russ, should yeah. get him back. The last couple of weeks, you know, this week he came back. He didn't play the week before. They're on bye. So, like we said about the Rams yeah. last week, hopefully. I mean, it didn't work out for them, but bye week bump, right? Yeah, he should get healthy, and maybe they try to make a little push at the playoffs. but And he will have to be a big part in that. So, you know, hopefully he gets back into it. I like the next matchups for them, too. You know, besides Tennessee – you know, you, you play Vegas, you go to Carolina, Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona. Those should all be somewhat favorable games from an offensive perspective. And, you know, some of those being divisional games. I see that trend. I, like I said, I don't think that trend happens this year again. I think Cortland does finish strong. He may not be putting up wide receiver 25 or better numbers, which is disappointing considering where a lot of people drafted him at. Yeah, His, his, his ceiling is, I think, very low. This think, year, because I, I don't think, think he's he can been, pop off, but he's been safe. I think he's been hurt by Jerry Judy's trade rumors that they've been trying to get him. Last two weeks, he's had the best two weeks of his career. Mm. And I think that's truly because they've been right. trying to get a better pick for him, trying right. to trade him away, so trying to make him look good. Couldn't so. get a deal, so now's a go back. Yes, yeah. that's what I was thinking. You know, I'm trying to be as positive as possible when it comes to Cortland Sutton. Mm. And that would be, you know, imagine if he gets the nine to ten targets a game and not the five yeah, or four. That's what he needs to be getting, but... Exactly. The roles should go back to flipping, hopefully. That would be nice. Uh, Tyler Higby, he lost all of his targets. We could be real quick about him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, led the league and t- led all tight ends and targets in the first five weeks of the season. And at, by this point, I don't think that's I don't think that's going to sustain. He's had points of his career before where he's shown us he can be a stud, and then it just falls off in the and the Rams decide they don't need to use him anymore. Right. The last two weeks, three catches for twenty two yards total. Yeah, I mean, in, like like we keep saying, this offense has been absolutely horrible, just abysmal. We don't know what's going on there, and it's trending in the wrong direction for him. I don't know if you could like drop him at this point. I would, I just would, because tight end is so scarce. But I had to drop him a couple weeks ago, and now my tight end is Hayden Hurst. So I I, I realize that I'm equally screwed <laughs> no matter what. But when it comes to Tyler Higby, it's like. What if you needed a tight end and you put 50 fab down? Oh, my on gosh. Him? I mean, imagine if uh, you'd be in a pretty rough spot. Yeah, imagine it. someone putting down 50 yeah. fab. Did that happen, right? Higby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, what oh, a crying shot. It did happen, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Billy needed he, 
Travis Kelsey was off for a week, so he spent 50 fab for one point. Yeah, well, you haven't spent any of your fab, and it's your week nine or week eight. You yeah, could probably get not? away with 50 here and there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever going to make a mistake. Or you could have had mistake. Ken Walker or or Foreman for that price. Yeah. yeah. That no, is that's smart. Very that's true. disgusting. Wait, did Billy win this week? Okay, so he lost this week. Oh, man, but he played going with 170. <laughs> Man, I hate fantasy football. I do too. (laughs) Who's the last guy, Jake? Yeah, David Montgomery. Oh, the Bears. Oh, the Bears. Bears. 15 for 53, three targets, three receptions, seven points, 70% of the snaps. And you know what? 70% of the snaps and got outplayed once again by Khalil Herbert. Herbert's a lot better of a running back. Is that that Pablo in there with the toy? I I don't know. Sounds like it. I can't tell. But Montgomery, <laughs> where's Montgomery at right now? 3.5 yards a carry yeah. last week. He's 32. He's the 32nd running back overall. Like Montgomery's top good. 10 in the league in rushing right now. 563 yards. He's already his eclipsed ceiling where he is was so last low. year. That's the, his ceiling is so low. I mean, his ceiling is that 18-point game where he caught four targets for 62 yards and had a rushing touchdown. Did 25 fab? That Malcolm spent on Herbert. How would you feel about that now if you were Malcolm? I feel great. Would you well, have yeah. doubled it if you could? I mean, if, if I had to. If if Montgomery were to go out for a couple more games, then yes. But if Montgomery keeps doing what he does and is going to steal 70% of the snaps and Herbert has to rip off these huge runs every week just yeah. to get points, then no. Just to get a touchdown, but back-to-back weeks of 15 points. Would you ra- Who would you rather have the rest of the year between these guys? <sighs> Well, if you take the touchdown away, still outscored him. Yeah, Fantasy is about tough. the big plays. If you got, if you yeah. got a guy like you know, we I think David Montgomery falls in that same kind of category as Zeke. Yeah, they're gonna grind it out. They're gonna get their yards. They're gonna get their carries, but they don't look pretty. A guy like Herbert's gonna be your Pollard Explosive. role. That's gonna yeah. get the big plays. It's gonna still put up about the same amount of points because guess what? He's cool looking. <laughs> he looks cool <laughs> out there while he's doing it. Oh man! Well, you guys want to talk about Thursday night? Uh, kind of, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thursday kinda. night is just not a fun night to watch football. There's just not many. We haven't had many good games. No, and this week it's going to be a 14-point spread, the Eagles. Probably going to be, like should a be one of the worst one point games spread. of the year. I mean, <laughs> it, you love to see it if you're a Philadelphia fan. If you're anyone else in the nation, you hate to see it. Right. Because Philly sports. Philly's is, about to go 8-0. Think about that. Yeah. Of course. And they have a team in the in – the, World Series, like they don't that that town does not. The Seventy no Sixers are a relevant basketball team, so it's yeah. Just like, I couldn't imagine having to work in the waste management division in Philly for the no, next like man. year. It's gonna be Keep insane. Keep those poles right. greased. Yeah, ah, gross. Greasing. I mean, is there anybody that we're excited about starting in this game or yeah. not excited about starting? I am excited of about course. starting Miles Sanders. I, I like think that. Whole, yeah. just I think the whole offense back. on Philadelphia. I think I would start. I think I would start everybody. Yeah, if I'm if I'm a have A.J. Brown, Devontae, and Goddard, and, and Goddard. Miles Sanders. And Hurts. <laughs> Hurts. You're comfortable starting all of them. I think they all get their touches. You Bro, know, Brown's you, definitely not doing the same thing. You know thing. the one we – you know the – have you seen the one uh, team that drafted the whole Bills roster? They're probably – They drafted, will. like, the whole Bills roster, and they were, like, winning multiple games oh this year. God. But if you had the whole Philadelphia roster this You'd game, I think well. you beat a couple teams this week. The really? Guy, yes. The only starter you're going to have from Houston, which isn't even a great start, is going to be Damian Pierce. That's the only guy. Yeah. Are we liking Brandon Cooks a little bit? No. Six teams on by. <sighs> Dang. Yeah, so I agree, it's dog. It's so hard. I agree. Dude. I can't play him. I have him on both of my benches, man. I mean, probably if with the six teams on by, and if you're if you're injured, then I would have started him in my flex this last week. That's how bad my yeah. roster was and injured. So. Yeah, if you're hurting, then I guess start him, but you're not happy about it. Last week, he still he still put up 11 yeah, points 11. two weeks ago yeah. and 11 this week. Which would have been fine. That would have been serviceable in a flex it's, spot. It's just not a fun guy you want to have to start because, no. again, you're, you're Houston. Philly's got a really good team. They're going to be down a lot. So, yeah, they'll be throwing the ball. So, Brandon Cook should be able to get a good number of targets right. despite, you know, the whole situation. I think on the bright side, he's looking forward to the best half of the season here. I mean, the first half of the season was a lot rougher in terms of the mm-hmm. strength of schedule. Yeah. Week 11 on, it looks pretty nice until the end of the fantasy season, right. for sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's it could it could work out pretty well for Brandon Cooks, but I agree. I would not play him this game. Who's going to be better between Pierce and Sanders, though? Sanders. Really? I'm going to go Pierce. I'm going Pierce. Pierce will have to do a lot, but as I just said, they're going to be down. 
So they're going to have to throw the That's ball true. a lot more than they're going to be running. So, yeah, he'll probably get involved early. He might score a touchdown early to keep them relevant in the game. But at the end of the, at the, end of the game, once Philly gets up, they're going to start going with their run game. I think Miles Sanders will be one of the ones that will flourish from that. Well, there I you mean, go. Pierce just had a horrible running game. He only averaged two yards, and he had three, 35 carrying yards. And he still saw 14 points because he caught a, a receiving touchdown and had five targets. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. see why that can't happen again this week. Yeah. Like it he should might always rush. happen. I think he. I think they're going to be close. I do give him that. I think between Sanders and Pierce, it's going to be fairly close to numbers. I think Pierce is the better back right now. But I like Sanders in that system. I think they do like him. They do feed him a good amount. Um, so, I mean, I – yeah, if you have Miles Sanders, like I said, if you have any of those guys we mentioned on Philly, go ahead and fire them up, put them in your starting roster, and don't even think about it. Is yeah. this going to be another A.J. Brown 40-point week? No. 15? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 20? Maybe. Maybe. 24. I think, I think it's possible. This is a week I think it's he gets possible. under 20, but it's going to be like right on it because I think right Devontae is more involved. I think he a couple more dudes. I think he catches at least one touchdown. Well, there we go. Why wouldn't if he? he does, I mean, awesome. I'm all for it if he does. I'm just pe- trying to be realistic. Three touchdowns is not is not easy to replicate. It's not going to do it every but week. But what is easy to replicate is his impact on the field. And regardless of touchdowns, he should consistently get 15 to 24. Wide receiver seven on the year now. Yeah. Love him. He's looking great. One, one thing I want to go back to real quick with Miles Sanders. When he doesn't score a touchdown, the he looks very out. mid. I mean – Every week that he's had over double digits, he's scored a touchdown except for one. So if he does not score a touchdown, he's seeing zero passing work, which is which is pretty shocking. I, I mean, know they have other running backs there, but like it's a product he has to offense. score a touchdown. If he doesn't, then he's scoring you five points, eight points. Yep, but that's the thing is you and do Damian make off Pierce, touchdowns. Damian Pierce doesn't have to get a touchdown to be doing that every week. I agree there. But, again, I think also you look at Sanders. He's a definitely a matchup-based guy. He is. I mean, he I, should feast. There's no reason yeah. he shouldn't. And Philly, at Houston's this point, this is a game not. that they can – I think against Pittsburgh, there's a little bit of slight of an edge to them where it was the you know the whole battle in-state. Houston, they have no you know history. There's nothing that's going to make it like, oh, this is a, a t- game of topic. This is just one of those games that you're going to see someone have a good game that you that shouldn't. Miles Sanders might be that guy. Maybe Kenneth Gainwell's that guy. Kenneth Gainwell oh, might God. steal Maybe one. Maybe he pops up. <laughs> I bet this is going to be a pure scam. You guys want this to be the beef of the that's week? What, that's what I was okay. thinking because I'm, I'm getting, kinda, yeah, I'm I'm getting kinda. kind of upset over here at Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. I, I so hate Pierce, Miles Sanders. Pierce Sanders. God, I'm a, this, I'm this a big Sanders you, guy. You always love the gig up on no, me. No, that gives you ganged up on me last week. to get you a point back here. Because we won't get any. That's a good first We don't have a two-pointer. We have time. We may get a Thursday beef in and make it another double. Yes, I love that. I'll go with that. I like it. I think, just what's the beef? Just Miles Sanders outscores Pierce? Does it matter? Sanders points only. Yeah, yeah, Okay, fair enough. All right. Fair. Well, with the beef done and everything else, I think we call it a wrap. Thanks for coming again, guys. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening today. Check us out on our socials at The Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.